0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Happy Friday evening, guys, gals. uh, As we continue to get closer and closer, if today is July 12th, that means next week is July 17th. Add another seven days to that, July 24th, guess what? Training camp has arrivals. Players are in the building um, and we are now going to start focusing completely on practices and camp and actual football in the 2019 Cleveland Browns season. Pete Smith along for the ride. Your local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Brought to you tonight by, by Hotels.com. Uh, again, look, you got about two months left. Now, man, maybe even less than that. Uh, make a big memory, make a small memory of the summer of 2019 with hotels.com and get rewarded everywhere. Be there, do that. Use hotels.com again to get rewarded. Uh, Pete, look, you know, what we try to say is, you know, with this time of year, we'll try to put out as many shows as possible. If we can get some stuff to give you guys some solid content, I've got some listener questions. We got some uh, some betting odds on a category that I think will have some interest to you guys. And then, Pete, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, how about 18 games, NFL Players Association? No. How about 18 games? No. Again, no. How about 18 games, but players can only play in 16 of them? So you think Thursday night football is bad, everybody? Uh, let's start talking about the fact that each NFL franchise would have to start a backup quarterback at least twice. We can't field 32 good quarterbacks, Pete. How in the hell is this league gonna field 64?
1: Um, so there are a ton of layers to this thing. The first is and this they're is all bad. A- Right. Uh, first, this is a dummy uh, suggestion. The entire the, there's there's a, all, all everything involved with this has everything to do with money and greed. Um, first, the NFL wants to reduce the number or eliminate preseason games altogether, and that is not because they don't like preseason, uh, and it's not because fans don't like preseason. It's because those are more games they can get on the full television package uh, as opposed to your local network uh, and a few national te- televised games. They get the full CBS and Fox treatment and NBC and all those ESPN, and all those and all the money that comes with it. And it's still the same bullshit football that you, they, they're trying to get you to believe you don't like, but now it counts. So that's part of it. it it's a complete farce. They want, are suggesting this in part because they want the NFLPA to fight it down and give up something in fighting it down. The best thing the NFLPA can do is basically be be my guest, bring it on, uh, and use their energy elsewhere because this is a giant shitstorm that would fall apart on the owners themselves. And that is where we get to the idea of, 18 games but six you, you have to play you get max out at sixteen games with a starter and like the idea oh this is gonna be great strategy and all this bullshit No fuck that it will be two scheduled losses they will take it and they will move on and where's the best scheduled loss? Thursday night fucking football and this is the easiest way to get rid of Thursday night football because you're basically They had a Monday night game and are rolling into a Thursday night game or whatever, but the, you know, three days off or whatever to try to recover. And that all that basically screw it. We'll just put our backups in and you know, whatever happens happens. And you know, we're expecting to lose. If we're going to put in our backup quarterback, we're going to lose. It is not going to be some super creative process where you're going to figure out which game miles Garrett isn't playing and then still try to win. no, if you have to play your backup quarterback, which the NFL has very few that are worth a shit, you are planning to lose or come up with something else, you know, to find a way to win. That you're not going to go, oh, I'm going to put all my best defensive players out there and we're going to win this thing and fi- figure out a way. No, you're going to accept two losses. And then on top of this, you now have to tell the TV networks. That you're you're potentially going to flex a Sunday night game or whatever, a Sunday afternoon game, whatever national televised game, and you could end up having Deshaun Kaiser play against, uh, uh, you know, whatever Drew Stanton. Yeah, Drew Stanton for you know as an example. So you had Aaron Rodgers versus Baker Mayfield. You're thinking, oh man, this is going to be great. It's going to be crushing the ratings. And then oh, it's Deshaun Kaiser and Drew Stanton. And nobody's watching it other than than degenerate gamblers at that point. And people can say it's great, but people complain about Thursday Night Football as it is with starters because the game is so uh, haphazard in terms of the results and in terms of guys coming off injuries. They are going to get garbage football in the middle of the season and and could potentially be meaningful or the end of the season. Let's say they save it for, you know, this would be week 19 and, and there's playoff games on the playoff seating on the line and you're putting it in the hands of Landry Jones and you know, whatever. And people don't watch that shit now. Like it's hard enough to sell, you know, it's been hard enough to sell like those, those drag uh, Jacksonville Jaguars Titans game. And now you're going to try to do it with basically Blake Bortles back in there in the start at the starting job, because he has to, and what, whatever schlub they've got coming in from, if it's t- uh, Marcus Mariota's backup, uh, there, like, there are enough issues when it comes to having to play garbage quarterbacks because of the legitimate reasons. The last thing they want to do is come up with contrived reasons for this. So all of this is a terrible idea and absolutely a fraud Policy that nobody can really be behind because I know the NFLPA has done research that's worth something like 2.5 billion dollars to play all these extra games, but it's go- it's one of those things where there might be a short a really high payoff early, but the bitching and moaning uh, that's going to come with it isn't worth it, and it's not the fans are going to be the least of their worries. It's going to be every major TV network executive calling up and going, "What the fuck is this?" I'm trying to sell a big time matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I've got whatever backup each team has. And this is the problem. You don't even know who most of these teams backups are at this point. Like, and and you don't want to know nobody's sitting there going, man, I'd love to see a matchup between Tyrod Taylor and
0: Geno Smith.
1: I mean, it's, it's just a recipe for absolute disaster. This is, Basically, taking steps to kill the golden goose, and the NBA already has this problem, which is why they're already talking about you know shortening the season and coming up with these tournaments mid-year. Because the worst thing they run into is TNT or whatever network is supposed to have a big game, and then the Spurs suddenly sit out all their starters. And you know the NBA has done fines at times; they've done all the, but the you know the commissioner of the NBA. This is just a TNT game. You know, which is a reasonably big deal or an ESPN game or whatever. But compare that to Sunday Night Football, which is like the event or Monday Night Football. And, you know, this is your whole thing is you're trying to sell this as, oh, this is the great game at the end of the week. And it could be a complete thud and everything that comes with that. It is awful. It is not a real thing. And nobody should pay any attention to it because I've got people talking to me like this is some great thing. It's not. Absolutely terrible.
0: Well, and here's the first part because what they're going to, you know, even still, it's not going to change the way the players are paid because they're still only playing 16 games. So it's basically the players, hey, can you guys do us a favor? And the players, it's going to be a no, we're not going to do you a favor. Hey, what does everybody love about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Everybody sits around and gets really, really fat and you look forward to three games and you've got, you know, your first courses, batches of food coming out around noon. We watch whoever's playing at Detroit. Then, you know, we get close to about second quarter of the Cowboy game and, you know, mom, great aunt, grandma, whoever's in charge of that kitchen says, yo, the spread is ready. And then, you know, the pies are on the table, let's kick off the 8th 20 game and, Guess what? Not a guy worth a salt is playing in these games, and the other thing is, how would these teams, if you know, how would the roster construction be? Because if you're a smart team, you're gonna sit everybody worth a grain of salt. For two games together, you're not going to say, oh, well, we'll just play a different right tackle this week. We'll play a different left tackle this week. Uh, this week, we'll sit our middle linebacker. You're not... Because, look, you already have to do that anyway in the NFL due to injuries. And the last thing you want is because your left tackle can only play 16 of 18 games, and you sat him this week, and guess what? You know Your franchise quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is dead. Because you couldn't start your best player at a position, this is such a. I mean, it's this is almost for me. It's kind of like a. It's like it's like youth league stuff, and it's like look, you know, make sure every kid gets a start. It, it, it makes zero sense in that respect. It's not. This is a business. These they are paid professionals. Their contracts are based on a sixteen-game season. Here's the other thing. What do you? Are these guys not going to practice if they're not playing that week? So they have a they work you know eight months in the off season, well, seven months probably, in the off season to get their body ready to get through seventeen weeks of the regular season, and now it's all oh, we'll will Just take a complete week off in November, and I mean it's just, everything around it. It's it's kiddish, it's childish, and it's almost kind of like well you know Billy won't be able to come to the game this Saturday because his sister Susie is making her first communion. It's so amateur. It's so sophomoric. I can't even believe that this is out there. And the other thing, the article where it had, it had that little NFL insignia, which kind of looked like that live nudes that's in front of every cheap strip club. Everything about this, it's just so embarrassingly bad, and I can't even believe this got put out there. I mean, look, I understand you're struggling to get people to talk about things, but good Lord, find something else.
1: Well, look, you have to effectively make the roster 90-man strong because, you know, you have... Okay, well, get that past the owners. Right, that's the problem. You have to have have a 90-man roster. And if you have a 90-man roster, then you have to have more coaches uh, because you have to do something with these guys and you have to pay all these guys and you have to pay those guys but you, you you like right now you know teams tend to carry about 8 or 9 linemen so you have to account for the other couple linemen you have to account for another long snapper you have to account for the kicker and the punter because you, oh my you, god i didn't even think about that right so these are all things that you have to do like you can't just go well, I'm going to put in my full backup line like that. That's that's where you're trying to make this into a strategy thing, but it's not strategic. It's just dumb bullshit. Um, but yeah, you have to come up with. Oh, well, my kicker's played 16 games. He's done. I got to put in another. I got to get another kicker. And then if you don't expand your rosters to account for these guys, you're essentially saying you have to cut your kicker to sign another kicker so you meet these. Ro- that's why you no know, the the roster gymnastics with this are are incredibly stupid, but it would be a legit old school college roster in terms of 90 men. So you can legit take the entire unit out on anything in a given game. So no, there are so many things that make this dumb that would cheapen the product. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, it's great for players. This is the thing. All of this is a gigantic win for the players, even though it's being sold as being a, Something the players don't want. The reality is, it's all good for them because that means more jobs, more money, more opportunities, uh, and all those things. But nobody really wants to do this. this. Is why it was thrown out there to trial balloon, and and it's you know basically being lobbed out there as a threat in collective bargaining associations. But there's there, there's no momentum to this. They're not stupid. The Owners know what this is. Uh, so this is why this stuff drives me nuts because nobody thinks about this beyond, Oh, look at this. You're going to have to find a-. Nobody's thinking about the, 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 the fourth and fifth line you have to f- find for a given week or wants to think about another kicker. So yeah, the, the, everything about this just it, it sounds interesting until you actually think about it for about 30 seconds and you go, what the hell are they doing? And you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where this idea came from, if it really came from somebody, but I hate this shit because, and and, and look, it gives us a show, I guess, but at the same time, it's like one of those things where you're talking about the NFL in being terms of stupid and being something that hurts their product. And that, you know, that's who is effectively paying us without doing it directly. So it doesn't give me pleasure to crush these ideas because this actually hurts what we're trying to do here. So, but it is just. remarkably stupid on on levels that it's difficult to fathom anyone who could think this out for two seconds would realize and then not publish it but it's pro football talk so of course they did
0: and now look for me here just go back to what my idea is uh dress your entire 53 man roster be able to dress your practice squad look if you're down some guys that's it you got what you got um but yeah if there's a young offensive lineman you have on your practice squad who you like, and you're up 31-13 with three minutes to go, and hey, go get three, go get three four reps at left guard. Th- that's, that's a good idea. That improves the game. Everything about this, and, and Pete, this is because we went at this with some NBA fans today who are really, really riding the high horse right now, which is whatever. That's fantastic. Uh, come talk to me week one of the NFL season and, and see how big you think your product might be.
1: Get ready for Oklahoma City Thunder games. No one's watching.
0: And Chris Paul, who is a great passing point guard. Who are you passing to? Good luck with all that, Chris Paul. Um, But kudos on one thing, though. J.J. Watt mentioned... that Chris Paul was one of the first people to contribute to him when you know Houston a few years ago had those massive floods. J.J. Watt, you know, got some people together. They made an amazing difference. Chris Paul was one of the first ones. Let me give you some money. Let's get this going on. Uh, but yes, yeah, sorry, Chris Paul, your NBA career is essentially over. Um, you know, whatever. That
1: that is what it it'll, is. He'll be he'll uh, he'll be like uh, hot Rod Williams. He'll he'll be a Heat in a minute. Uh, I'm a Heat. I'm a Heat. Uh- <laughs> But it, again, that's the thing—is like the NBA. But also,
0: though, how are you adjusting the schedule? Are you starting regular season games in August?
1: Well, that's the thing—is is, yes, that's exactly what would happen, and that's the other part of this that no one really Beautiful. wants. To so play. let's have
0: guys on the field in 103 degree temperatures in South Florida.
1: But this is this is the this is the bad faith argument that's basically saying you don't really want to watch backups play football in August. Meanwhile, here's backups in August playing football and they count now, which no one really wants. And and again, this is coming from I know there are people who don't like preseason football and don't like preseason football week four. I am one. I'm in the minority loves that shit uh, because some
0: of these guys were going to see him for the last time. And it's, you know, look, I really like this kid. Let's see if, he, you know, let's see what he does when he gets 30 reps. And Ben uh, Ben Fennel brought up a great point, And this is when I always back up. Um, why not get a draft guy in every booth for some of these preseason games, especially Week Four, because there ain't nobody who else knows who the hell most of these guys
1: are. But God, no, and, and I'll tell you that when they when my Mayock used to do Vikings games, that was a good broadcast, and and when he did a few, you know, national TV games, you know, like you'd watch, you know, because in the NFL Network, rest in peace, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, because I can't see it uh, when they replay broadcast, you know, in the preseason, which is, you know, one of the good things it does very few uh, is you you get like Minnesota Vikings games. Mayock would be able to talk about, you know, those guys deep on benches and whatever, in in an educated way that was interesting. And so I agree with that, that there is, there is a lot of potential for that, but I, like I said, I enjoy that stuff, but don't tell me that, you know, you don't want to watch preseason football because you don't want to watch backups and then try to tell me, well, this sounds great when it counts because it doesn't. The last thing you want is for these these backups and and and, and what you're saying is bad football to now actually count and, and potentially impact your season in a way that like I, I like the fact there are four preseason season games. I think it's actually really good for the game of football. Um, we the, like all these people are complaining. Well you know, we need to find ways to develop quarterbacks and we need to find ways to develop offensive linemen. And then at the same time, you're saying, well, I don't want them to reps in these games. Like it, it, you have to sort of deal with it on, on some level. And meanwhile, it is a week where those guys, you know, the starters largely get off and don't have to put that stress in their body as they get ready for the season. Uh, So, Again, there's a lot of just bad arguments that fall, fall in the face of other arguments they're trying to make on this. But again, I, I, so much of this comes down to the NFL wants effectively preseason games to be on a real TV package, which no one really wants to pay for. And that's going to be an issue. And again, this, it, I don't believe this is a real thing, but it just cheapens your product and ultimately makes it less valuable. And I don't, you know, fantasy, uh, that aspect of it, be- gambling becomes a real issue that nobody like that as much as the NFL doesn't want to, uh, you know, it's always trying to say, you know, keep arm links from the gambling thing. It's a big part of what it does. So are you going to have to announce like a week ahead of time, you know, that you you intend to basically not play any of your guys, or are you going to be able to surprise we're not playing any of our guys, which again, gets back to the TV thing, gets back to ticket buyers, all those things. But again, the loudest, most important voice the NFL is going to hear from is TV executives. And those are the guys that matter and advertisers and those things. Like they can piss off fans to a certain extent. Like that they, they can shake that off. What they can't do is devalue themselves in terms of ads and TV revenue, which is what the NBA is dealing with right now. And you don't want to fall in that too. The one thing the NFL has going for it is it has. What amounts to the perfect regular season length? It is perfect. Don't mess with it. Every other league, everyone is talking about we, we, we play too many games. The NFL is the one sport where you're talking about potentially playing more, which means you have exactly as many as you should and should not go anywhere near more of it. I, I get it went from 12 to 14 to, to 16, but it's enough with what is being put on these guys' body with how many bad quarterbacks we're seeing at the end of years for teams that have lost it. And and again, the NBA has a different sales pitch. The NBA is basically saying, look, it has always been a super team league. Uh, The only thing that's different in some cases is how the player, the players are getting to these super teams. But for all the, uh, Lakers, uh, Warriors, Clippers, uh, Rockets, 76ers and whatever, you've got a bunch of teams that do not matter, including like Oklahoma city. And and I'm sorry to say it right now, Cleveland is in that camp. Uh, and, and you know, you basically don't even have to watch. And, and those games become like dead spots on, you know, when it comes to TV or, or what ratings and stuff. Uh, like if, you know, the Cavs go out to play the Philadelphia 76ers, it it's not exactly great for the NBA to have the M- the 76ers go beat the hell out of a downtrodden Cavs team that's all young guys or beat the 76ers, which is going to dress up a b- b- bunch of pieces of cardboard that a future first-round pick on them. Um, so it's a different sales pitch, and that's what the NBA is, and it-, it can succeed like that. The NFL, as much as it has some teams dead in the water, like the Miami Dolphins, um, they, don't want- yeah, they-, they don't want... Yeah, but they don't want... They don't want it. To, they do not want to leave full of those. They do not. They want games to matter. They want any random matchup to be at least potentially entertaining. They want the any given Sunday feel. They want all those things. So as much as the NFL does have teams that are like going into the tank or are just playing bad for various reasons, that is not who they want to be. The NBA is okay with that. Um, that is not where the NFL wants to go.
0: Look, there's enough of these. You know, good teams who are going to end up cutting good players. Browns most likely going to be one of them this year, guys, which brought up the whole Seth DeValve uh, thing that we all went through on Twitter today. Um, And there's always going to be the have-nots who need these players, which the Browns used to be, guys. Um, The other thing is, you know, this is already a game of attrition as it is. More games isn't good for anybody. And there's other simple things. Like, could you imagine Tony Romo trying to sit down and now have to go learn 22 players on both teams to try to go out and give you a decent broadcast. It's just so... it's. I mean, the fact that we've put in 20-plus minutes on this to tell you how piss-poor of an idea it is, that's it in a nutshell. Um, this next one here is going to be kind of fun because uh, me and Pete, we like to talk about bets and what we do. But neither one of us want to drop a shekel. But Pete's going to tell you about the good folks over at Blue Chew.
1: So, assuming you're not... Uh, Mike Vrabel and willing to chop off your dick uh, for the sake of a Super Bowl win. Chances are you may want to use it at some point. Uh, so with that, let's you know let's talk about Bluetooth. Um, look, it's it's as always the the war against the machines, or in the case of uh, Mike Vrabel's case, could be a, the war against the prosthetic. In this case. Um, it's all about making sure you get the best out of your game. You make the most of that those at bats. You don't have any games so where you're playing your backups. Uh, you always want the starter in there, and Blue Chew here to help you with that. Blue Chew, uh, that's like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew brings you the first chewable with that FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and they're since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast and you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises you know in, in, if the nfl were to actually be serious with this could be during some nfl games because you're too bored to watch this you might as well try to be, get uh, familiar with the with the spouse so check out the promo code uh but uh, check out our good friends at, at blue Chew and make sure you're making the wife happy so she can make you happy
0: uh, and, of course, the promo code, all caps code, C-O-D-E. Um, yeah, you don't want to be the uh, week 15 Thursday night game where it is the number one team in the AFC facing, hey, here we go, last year, uh, I guess it was Rams Chargers. Everybody was geeked up. Mahomes, Goff, guess what? You all fired up your TV, and it was, uh, you know, the the... Chiefs are going to play four starters. The Rams are going to play six. Enjoy it. Uh, No, take every, every opportunity as if it's a Super Bowl Sunday and go with the any given Sunday theory. Thanks to the folks at Blue Chew for sponsoring
1: Locked on Browns. Deshaun Kaiser played three goddamn football games last year. Nobody wants to see that. Get out of here. No, no, no. Bad enough to see
0: him playing preseason. <laughs> All right, here is what we got. And this is actually a fun one. This is, Pete, the Vegas odds on who will lead the NFL in passing yards in 2019. Um, obviously, you're number one at plus 360, Patrick Mahomes. Key there is whether or not Patrick Mahomes has Tyreek Hill. Um, number two, Matt Ryan, odds of five to one. Number three, Andrew Luck. With odds of seven to one, Aaron Rodgers odds of eight to one. With those two guys right there, injuries obviously a possibility. Ben Roethlisberger with the same odds as Aaron Rodgers. Look, one thing one thing Ben can do is pitch it all over the park. This is where it gets a little interesting. Jameis Winston odds of twelve to one. Uh, Philip Rivers odds of thirteen to one. Our boy number six, Baker Mayfield, odds of fifteen to one. And then Drew Brees sixteen to one, Tom Brady seventeen to one. What stands out to you here, Pete?
1: Um, one of the ones that stands out to me is Jameis Winston, and it's it, it's it's because if he's healthy, um, they are a going to lose a lot, and b even if they aren't losing, they don't have really have much of a running game to speak of. So he's going to be chucking it all over the park. Now he may throw thirty interceptions in the process. But and there's also...
0: no and there's no Fitzpatrick there to bail hit you know to say, alright, well, we'll just let him go throw it and you know.
1: Right, and he's not and, and Jameis isn't suspended this time around. So it Yet. wouldn't surprise me if Jameis was like able to flirt with like fifty five hundred yards passing of like the worst, most awful garbage uh efficiency ever as he just drops back and chucks it. The Tampa Bay Bucks have a ton of weapons in their in their offense, so you know, even if he's awfully inconsistent, he could still put up a ton of yards. So, you know that those odds are at least interesting to me. But look, it um, Pat Mahomes is where it starts, especially. Uh, you know, and I, I think those odds go down as you know it becomes more more and more likely that Tyreek Hill is going to face little, if any, suspension. Uh, But you've still got Kelsey, and if you can get a healthy year out of uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, well, which is dubious at best. But there's no shortage of guys who can catch the football, Uh, and obviously he can throw the shit out of it. It has Andy Reid there, and and they can do that. So he seems like, obviously, the the, the odds on favorite. Um, Baker is at least interesting to me, although I wouldn't bet on him. Um, Just because, you know, obviously adding Odell Beckham, And, you know, the second year in the offense and all those things, uh, there's a lot of reason to believe he could put it up just a stupid number of yards. Uh, But, yeah, there's not like anybody where I'm going, oh, man, I want to put money down on him. So uh, Jameis for all the wrong reasons and Mahomes for all the right reasons stand out.
0: Yeah, I agree there. Uh, Look, Matt Ryan, he's got a nice, you know, he's got a nice receiving core. And obviously, you know, Ridley, obviously, in his second year, Sanu brings, you know, somewhat of a presence as, you know, he can do some things. You know, Julio, but again, you know, there's always that stretch where you get a little nervous that Julio may be, you know, a little dinged up and you don't get 100% of Julio Jones for a couple of weeks. Um, So I guess Matt Ryan definitely stands out for me as maybe a guy that could be your dude there. Aaron Rodgers, the thing there is, I mean, it's, you know, we all know what Devontae Adams is. Um, everybody else, it's, you know, it's a whole bunch of guys that you don't know of yet. Phillip Rivers obviously has a great cast, but, you know, the Chargers could also be, and maybe if Melvin Gordon says, you know, I'm just going to sit at home, you know, Philip Rivers obviously can pitch it all over the park. Uh, the thing that I think hurts Baker here is, you look at, you know, the running backs that are, you know, look, Duke is still a Cleveland Brown. Uh, obviously, Nick Chubb and what he did last year and the fact that you were able to put so many vertical pieces out there that the box cannot be manipulated by defenses, that's going to hurt Baker as far as this. Uh, Drew Brees, you know, there is the father time factor. Uh, so, you know, look, I mean, you know, I, I think the way they're ranked is OK with me. Uh, Luck, you know, even still, you know, if they if they run amok at that AFC South, which I truly think they can kind of do, there's no reason for him to throw for 350 to 375 a week. So I, I do think the way they stacked it is fair. Um, you know, it, look, you want to bet? Throw a couple shuckles on uh, Baker Mayfield and Jameis. I mean, yeah, I mean, or there, I mean, but there could also be the point where Arian says, I I'm concerned about the future of this franchise. You know, I am the head coach. This is my first year. And, you know, if they, if they go 2-14 and 14 and Jameis Winston throws for 5,500 yards, well, what the hell does that matter? Uh, is the team any better? And, you know, and the team, and this is part of it, guys, they're in cap hell. The roster sucks. Uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati, Tampa, you know, Miami, these are all teams. You know, and everybody, you know, and like some people came again, you know, oh, da, da, da. well, you're on this. If I think you're going to finish fourth in the division, guess what then? Most likely you were drafting top eight. So if I think you really stink and you're going to finish fourth in the division, I think you're going to be drafting top five. I don't understand why people get so upset set about this stuff, whatever. Yeah, I understand it's July, but, you know, this is kind of what we do. We make some predictions that this early in the year. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, we do have some good listener questions. Um, I'm going to go to from uh, my guy uh, Luck Buck again. He's actually been bringing some good stuff the last couple of months. So let's go to him here. Um, and this is actually a fun one here, Pete. Um And obviously, you know, last year, three Pro Bowlers... How many possible pro bowlers, Pete, could be on this roster on the 2019 Cleveland Browns? Mm. Well, let's put, we'll preface this with this. Hopefully, there is zero. But, we'll go from there. Seven. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, Odell is always a candidate. Baker's a candidate. Joel Batonio's a candidate. Nick Chubb could seriously be a candidate. David Njoku, marginally, without going through the entire AFC. You know, obviously the AFC, you know, tight end position. Miles Garrett, slam dunk. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, I'm pretty sure he's been one. He has. Yes, Larry, marginable. Uh, Joe's been there. Joe would have been there last year if he hadn't missed the time that he had. Uh, Denzel Ward has already been there, even though last year with some injuries, he still found his way to the Pro Bowl. Randall's another one of them possibility type of guys. Yeah, I mean, this could be a very heavily Browns-represented represented Pro Bowl, but, again, let's just hope that these guys are all a little busy that week and there would be no need for any of that.
1: Right, so I've got Mayfield, Betonio, Treader, uh, Vernon, Garrett, uh, Ward, and then Schobert, And that's not to say that the other guys can't. It's just those guys have either been there or have already been close. Um, and, and again, I we shall see how this turns out. Obviously, Betonio has sort of got name recognition. But again, I, if he's healthy, I expect big things from Treader uh, in, in terms of how well he plays and then the recognition he gets because there aren't, There are, don't get me wrong, there are some very good centers in the NFL, but he was basically a top 10 center on one leg last year. So it wouldn't take a ton for him to make that big leap. It's just basically him staying healthy. And and again, I expect massive things out of Olivier Vernon, in no small part because he's great on his own, but the fact he has Miles Garrett with him, and he has name recognition and all those things, I think both of those guys are probably going to end up in it now uh, again, th- th- that that is a super competitive field uh, in the AFC. But nevertheless, uh, Schobert, again, there aren't a ton of comp- competitors in the AFC right now that, that stand in his way. In the fact, in addition to the fact he's very very good, Denzel Ward again has been there. It's not easy, but he's been there. That always helps. So those are the guys I'm looking at. Certainly, Chubb has a shot. Certainly, uh, Beckham seems like he's you know an automatic uh the joku it's going to be tough because you're still dealing with guys like kelsey and and and, and players like that but certainly he could take a big step leap forward demarius randall i think is going to have a tough time especially when you look at our division uh and and you see that dude sitting there in baltimore uh there are but the the, the bottom line is there are the possibility for about seven guys You know, and I think, you know, you could say the high end is probably about nine and there's no way they're going to have nine guys go, but that's sort of the high end of everything goes perfectly. They could have, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think it will be really surprising if the Browns don't have at least five. Yeah, uh,
0: exactly. Five voted in whether or not how many make it. Um, Look, if it comes down to the fact that, you know, they are, you know, a late in the playoff scenario, you know, drop. Uh, maybe get one or two added. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a whole bunch of players now with this headline, with this pedigree. Um, good question. Thanks, at LuckBuck. Um, I, I, it's it's where this team and where this roster is currently constructed. So it's it's not that crazy to put out a number like that. Um, and, you know, this is what some of the good teams do. They, you know, have a lot of players elected to the Pro Bowl. If they're able to go to the Pro Bowl, you end up with a bunch of guys there. Um, ways to help Pete and I uh Brown's Maven. Uh make sure you send over there uh sign up over there be a member. Uh you know Pete's putting out daily videos. Uh we'll, we'll be able to get some more content once we have more at our disposal. We're getting closer guys. We we'll able to put together a great week of shows this week. So make sure at Brown's Maven uh, ma- uh brown uh brownsmaven.com get over there uh and obviously, you know, get yourself a membership, you know, get back and forth there in the conversation going on with the stuff Pete and Pete's putting out over there. Whatever uh podcast app you use make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Browns rate review help us out here with that you start bringing more and more listeners here Uh, it's been a really good week for July we're kind of almost doing like regular season numbers right now so obviously the anticipation the excitement from all of you is there and trust you know guys as as I've told you we're just excited we're really looking forward to this Got a couple more things, and and this is just uh obviously uh, a little bit you know, one thing here league wise. A um, couple suspensions today. Richie Incognito, apparently the suspension for threatening to shoot up a funeral home. Pete is two games.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, listen,
0: he... any any chance he got to give you know Richie Incognito a pat on the butt? Yeah, by all <laughs> means, he deserves one.
1: If if he doesn't deserve a second chance for the fifth time. <laughs> I don't know who does. Like, it, it, this is the th- the thing is. Like, I immediately see, uh, you know, Asher Matthews. He's one of the you know the who's a, a good dude who covers uh, the Raiders. You know, this poor guy is basically saying, "Well, the Raiders, the Raiders basically knew he wasn't going to get suspended that long when they signed him, so they were okay with it." It's like, oh my god, what a dumpster fire! But yeah, I, I, incognito should be so far from the NFL and he's not, I I mean, I hope to God he's getting the help he needs because he's obviously dealing with uh, several issues uh, with mental health and those things. But yes, he's had any number of second, third, fifth chances. And, and he just, for whatever reason, uh, just cannot get out of his own way. And, and it, it just feels like a matter of time before he does something else uh with the Raiders but look as I think it was Adam Kaplan pointed out look he's looking to get a fresh start to his career at age 36.
0: Uh, sure I mean why not you know and you know and look I mean the fact that we're worried about whether or not Richie Incognito is you know okay enough to function in the NFL society no we're we're worried enough whether or not Richie Incognito is okay enough to function in regular society Um, whether it's a nice long stay with some doctors and some nurses and some medicines to keep him calm, cool, and relaxed. Uh, And then there's a whole possibility of he might not even be freaking good enough to make an NFL roster right now. But, you know, go ahead, Raiders. Raider on. Raider on. Um, From Scott Wilson, and this is one we've, we've talked about a little bit here. So you know, uh, we'll give Scott some credit, but I mean yeah you know, we we've we've talked about this. Um, what does Greg Robinson have to do this year to win a long term deal in Cleveland? Uh, super long shot, but what would need to happen? It, I don't know necessarily, I mean, Greg Robinson getting a long term deal Pete we've talked about this in nauseam. It's not a long shot, obviously, if he can at least be what he was last year, he'll have opportunities for a two three year contract going on from here but the question in we keep prefacing this is i don't know regardless if it's going to be down to and even if it was you know a three-year 26 million dollar 12 million guaranteed that that's even going to be something that's going to keep him in cleveland
1: no I, i think the only way he stays in cleveland is he becomes the embodiment of you know the second coming of orlando Pace. there's just it, but even still, it, it,
0: that might be enough, because if he's going to be Orlando Pace, somebody's going to pay him through the nose.
1: Right, that's the, but that's the whole problem. Yeah. He, you know, The only way to guarantee he's here is to be great, and they have to use a franchise tag on him. The only, but the, the problem is that if he is great, then he's going to be, be expensive, and you're going to have to sacrifice a lot to keep him around. Uh, the issue is that if he's not great, you're not going to want him. Um, he you know He was functional— He stabilized the position, but he wasn't a good offensive tackle. He was okay. I expect he will have a better year. I think there are genuine reasons to believe in that. Uh, If he can get better with his balance and deliver on the move, then he's going to be substantially improved. But it's still ultimately going to be for somebody else short of a miracle. It just doesn't make financial sense for the Browns. And, you know, at least the early look into 2020 in the NFL draft is that it's going to be a very, very good offensive line class, especially offensive tackle. I mean, there's two just at Iowa. Um, So there's just a lot that works against him. But the the bottom line is if if he wants to guarantee himself a spot in Cleveland, it comes comes down to making himself an indispensable player in Cleveland. And that's that's a really difficult task for him.
0: And this is what we talked about. Um, Look, I mean, if he is what he was last year, that's a fantastic thing. But eventually, it's not going to be about, you you know, taking one for the team and I'm comfortable here. It's about, you know, let me get some money for me and my family, even though he was a number two overall pick. And if Greg Robinson has managed his money correctly, he's fine in that aspect of it. But they're, you know, so that's where it is with Greg Robinson. But even still, though, maybe you would like to get to the point where, you know, you you are deep enough at a bunch of positions, you can go ahead and heavily invest your round one pick and just say, look, it's Baker. Uh, Obviously, this is the future of a franchise. Let's get something young to pair with him, and we go from that aspect. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit here. Uh, You know, obviously, Browns at Jets week two at MetLife. Chris Herndon, young, promising tight end for the New York Jets. Um, it, it seems a little a little weird because normally the DUI, DWI thing, Pete, is two games. Chris Herndon got a four-game rip. He's going to appeal it. Uh, I know in New Jersey there's, you know, there's DUI, there's DWI, there is Super DWI. I'm not sure how all this plays out. But look, regardless, Chris Herndon will not be available week two on Monday Night Football.
1: Yeah, short of something miraculous happening, but that's ultimately where I think this goes. I think he appeals, it gets knocked down to a two-game suspension, and in either case, he's out week two for the Browns. And, um, you know, Chris Herndon was a guy we both liked coming out of college. You know, unfortunately, he suffered an injury that sort of snuffed out what was supposed to be a uh, a spot at the Senior Bowl and testing stuff, so... Uh, he was a promising tight end that, 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 you know, was difficult to evaluate, looked promising uh, and then, you know, has done very well for himself with the Jets. And other than this, and and the sad part is, and this speaks to where the Jets are at, it's a big loss for the Jets, which both tells you where the Jets are going and uh, tells you what Chris Hearn. I mean, it's it speaks well of Chris Herndon, but it speaks really poorly of where the Jets are weapon wise uh, that, that losing Chris Herndon is like a big issue. Uh, so, you know, obviously I think the Browns are in really good shape in week two anyway. This certainly doesn't help the Jets, uh, and Sam Darnold's weaponry being limited is, is definitely not where you want to be.
0: Uh, no, and, and Herndon actually turned in a, a, a nice rookie la- year last year. It seemed like him and, you know, Sam Darnold had a nice rapport. Um, they do have a, it kind of a strange makeup of the wide receiver core. You know, Robbie Anderson, don't get me wrong, he is a fantastic vertical threat. But he's also, you know, he's got the physique of a pipe cleaner. So there's certain routes you just don't really want him running because he could absolutely be decimated. Uh, Quincy and Nunwa, as much as he is a fun player, he kind of gets those, the high ankle sprain, the hip flexor, and, you know, a good player when he's there. But the question is, is when is he always there type of thing? Um, you look, you know, Le'Veon Bell is there. Obviously, you know, we, you know, I guess we think Le'Veon should be pretty close to what he was. But they're going to need some upgrades for Sam as they move on down the road. And, I, you know, they're you know, the old Jet fan in me, you know, I, I think they've improved. But I also kind of look at, you know, what the Browns did last year and the hill to get from drafting one overall winning 7 games to getting to drafting 17 overall. The Jets drafted 3. Um I don't think you're talking playoffs yet. You still don't even even have close to an elite pass rusher on the roster. I think the Jets are an improved product. I think it is trending the right way. I just don't think they're there yet and the other thing is you still got the big bad ass Wayne Arnold, annoying big brother in the room in the New England Patriots. But, you know, the Jets should be improved. And there will, I think there will be, a, you know, as the years go on, you know, some Sand Darnold, Baker, Mayfield, some key matchups. Just, you know, maybe another year if they can put together another strong offseason for the New York Jets. But, yeah, I mean, losing Herndon is going to be a big blow. And, look, either way, it's going to be too, I don't know if something has to do with the fact that maybe he pled guilty to these charges I'm not sure how many of that works, but, you know, it did seem odd. He got four, and we'll see how the NFL comes back. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they go to two, three, who knows, whatever, but we do know week two he's out of there. We've hit in a bunch of stuff here, obviously, on this Friday. Um, Pete, has there been anything we've missed? I
1: don't think so. Uh, we should be good.
0: Okay, so no uh, NBA trades broke out where it's the Western Conference and then, you know, there's some guys who still play basketball in the East, that type of stuff. Uh, baseball's back tonight, so everybody, you know, anybody who needs you know, the sport fix, there's that this evening. Um, Pete, obviously, the Duke Johnson, uh, you know, video up today, which w- was a good one. And guys, if you haven't checked that out, you know, Pete gave all his thoughts on Duke Johnson. And for anybody who hasn't, you, you should check it out because Pete gave some differing opinions here from almost everybody else today so that is probably one reason within itself you might want to go check that out pete what would be what would be the what would we go with the cup of coffee tomorrow morning
1: uh trevon coley uh tomorrow is his birthday he turns off 25 uh which is so wow, interesting yeah uh and talking about basically you know how how different his situation went from year one to year two and and uh and now in year three he may be a little bit Closer where he probably should be, and and again we've talked about this. He needs a he needs to look very good, very fast. Uh, otherwise, the Browns are in a situation where they may have to go looking for help. So, uh, you know, Travon Coley is, is, is sort of found himself being that like next vet uh, in terms of those defensive tackles. Uh, he has more snaps than any of those other guys. Uh, you know, I think he has more career snaps than Larry Ogunjobi does. Uh, but certainly more than any of those depth guys does. So he's like that savvy veteran guy, and they need him to play like it. All
0: right, Pete, um, go ahead and explain to everybody about the the Maven and being, you know, Brown's Maven being
1: a member over there. Uh, so all you need to do is go and sign up. Uh, you get a username, put your email in, and you should, you know, first you can obviously interact Uh, with the articles, uh, with the community stuff, you know, it has a very uh, Facebook-esque looking uh, uh, layout in terms of, you know, how you post and those things. And it's easy to get on there and, and, you know, talk, comment, whatever. And then, you know, it it makes it it, it easily, easy for you to get sort of content sent to you. uh, So, you know, it's up before anyone, as soon as it's up, so you don't miss anything or, you know, in terms of breaking news, you'll be you'll be uh, caught up with everybody else. So there are some advantages there, uh, and certainly if you're one of these people who wants to talk Browns uh, and wants to talk to myself, and if Jeff ever actually does stuff over there, uh, easy way to interact with Jeff with maybe less of the uh, stuff that you probably aren't enjoying about Twitter right now. Uh, that there's that benefit. And obviously, you know, the, the other thing, right, and you don't need a member for this, but certainly it helps is uh, especially if it comes to, t- to looking for podcasts to listen to. If you're, you know, you're trying to get away from the, the morning drive of sport fight radio or you're tired of a million commercials and you want to just listen to Brown's, uh, Brown's talk or whatever with uh, more interesting perspective, less ads and maybe a more of a conversation feel as opposed to a show bit feel. Uh, there's a lot of that stuff over there as well.
0: And uh, guys, I mean, look, I mean, we're not asking you for a dime, but uh, we're busting our bus for you, trying to give you guys as much content as possible. Obviously, Pete, with what he's doing over there, uh, for the time here, where you know, and look, I mean, and this is one thing I always tell you guys is, you know, one thing they tell me from the network is, you know, try to make the shows, you know, twenty-two to twenty-eight minutes. And then in the years as I've you know been with the network, more ad, you know, more ads have been put into it. Um, look, we've always gone long, and I, we usually give you double the time. And part of it is because once you get Pete and I out on the open road talking football, you know, sit back because you know it's not going to be a ten-minute conversation, not going to be a twenty-minute conversation because we can both just go all day on this type of stuff. So, but I mean, little things you can do to help us, and it's 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 not going to stop. I mean, you know, with the promise that this season has, and God forbid the God forbid disappointment comes from it you're going to hear about it this way but you know for us to as much as last last year was fun where we actually got to do some of these shows and there was just like positivity and energy flowing and i remember the you know closer to christmas the saturday night win over denver where the two of us were just off the rails because it was just fun to see this team and it was fun to see it in a prime time element and excel and that's kind of where we're headed here uh, so follow at Browns Maven. Help Pete out over there. Uh, make sure you know everything. You know at uh, BrownsMaven.com. Uh, follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Um, I'm I'm getting more more and more feedback through the DMs over there. I did get one today about the language. Look, we're gonna do. We'll try. We'll try. But when we get scenarios like today, where people try to spit information like this, which is just laughable it's really hard and part of it is is because you know we get you know we kind of we're kind of emotionally invested in this neither one of us would still be this involved with football type of stuff if we didn't truly care about it so sometimes it gets a little difficult try to do better we will a little bit sometimes but if it's bad it's bad and sometimes it just lights a fuse that cannot be unlit um so we do appreciate it but from that standpoint me personally at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd um, you know, we're, we'll continue to put out the best content we can for you. Um, you know, Pete, maybe over the next couple weeks may have to take a show or two off as you know the Streetsboro program, uh, you know, they get started. We'll figure all that out or whatever. We'll get we'll get you still some quality shows. Get some people in here. You know, there's been people on before. We can get you some good stuff, and we'll just keep this party going on so we can finally get to the point where we're talking about camp practices and things that of that nature. So appreciate everyone for all the support. Remember, Browns Maven. Remember, iTunes rating reviews help you guys out here in that respect. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.